1: This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. This This is why, this is why, this is why I'm hot. Is the morning
2: roast. Top of the morning, top of the morning, top morning. (laughs) top of the morning. Here we are. When was the last time we did a morning roast? Sometime in the summer. So it's been a long time, huh? Yeah, well, we had football season, man. I know. Welcome back to the morning roast. Uh, who's going to go first? Well, I'll tell you this. If, in fact, you want me to do two, then why don't I start with the one that's kind of been fed to me? And then I'll, we'll loop back around to me later on like in the it. roast. I like it. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the reins on the roast, and I'm gonna do that for my friend, Shannon. Raymond, you know Shannon, right? Coach Shen. Uh, yeah, I he's not, his, hap- he's not happy. He's not happy at all with you, Rick. Why? Well, I'll tell you. He says, Dave, please save this email for the roast. I'm emailing so I don't get banned, like Shooter. And here we go. That swindling bleep. Tricky Ricky. He must think I'm as dumb as the Islanders. After waiting half a year, six months some might say, for him to pay off his bet, I do some investigative work. The beautiful bottle that he bought me was supposed to be in the price range of 150 to $175. Channon goes on to say that no cartilage bleep Bought me a thirty-five-dollar bottle.
3: It was definitely not thirty-five bucks. It was not thirty-five bucks. And by the way, there was no there was no price range as to what the bourbon was supposed to be. The pictures that he sent, they did not have at the store.
2: Disgusting! I'm disgusted for you. And I oh, I leave huge it. tips. Look at me! I don't know what to do with all my money. Well, you should have spent it on buying that bottle of liquor for Channon. You know what? What?
3: Tell Shannon. Listen, I want the I want the bourbon back.
2: No. Shannon, here's what I want you to do. I want it back. I want you to, at our next event, I want you to bring the bourbon. I want you to drink all the bourbon. And then I want you to throw up the bourbon right on Rick's shoes. That's what I want from you. No.
3: He's not invited to the next outing.
2: Oh, he's a guest of mine. He will be banned. Nope. Banned. I want him at the, I want Shannon at every outing. I can't believe you do that to him. It was not $35. What'd you spend on it? Oh. You gonna make Se- him do that? Seventy five, eighty dollars. Seventy five, eighty? Well why is he under the impression the price range was supposed to be? Between I don't know where he's looking 175? at. I'm gonna get the receipt. I'm gonna find the receipt. <coughs> I, I, be- I believe you. You say seventy five, I believe that. But where did Raymond and this is your guy, where does this come from? Well he had said that I, I said Rick gave me the bottle
4: right along, alongside my birthday gift that he got me. And so I, I sent Shannon a, a photo of the bottle. I said, hey, I'll, I'll bring this to you next time I'm around. And he, he said, oh, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with that one. I'm going to research it. I don't think he intended to, to like, price gauge everything. But uh, I guess he was disappointed in, uh, when, he, when he saw the, the price that he Googled it for. Did you know anything about this, Ray? I didn't know that it was going to end up on the roast. But I did get an inkling that uh he, he was disappointed in the wow. uh, in how much it cost. Wow. So I'm not gonna sit here and say I was unaware. Rick, I don't
2: I don't know how you get up from But
3: that. you know what? Listen, it's my own fault for making a for making a bet with, with Shannon.
2: Well that you know was, you should have uh, gotten out from under. He yeah, gave you the I opportunity to, but I didn't. To, to avoid I didn't it. Re- didn't. I didn't
3: realize that he was gonna be a scum. You know, I can't say the word because 'cause I'll get dumb. But where he wants I I have to the the requisite is I gotta buy him a hundred and seventy five dollar bottle of bourbon. There was never a negotiated price as to how much I was going to have to pay him. All
2: right, for losing the bet. All right, let's move along. Sorry that I brought that to your attention. No, that's again. fine. Now I
3: know. Listen, now I know all I need to know about Shannon.
2: Okay, Michael in Mineola, Michael. You're <laughs> up on the morning roast.
5: Yeah. I love you guys every single morning. You're unbelievable. The roast is as follows. Okay, we have a situation in sports where people decide that it's a good idea to hire rookie head coaches, and they do it consistently, and seemingly the 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 nation unites around this idea where it's a rookie head coach. Imagine you get into an airplane, Dave, and I think I saw you at JFK last week. I'm not sure if it was you. Imagine you get into the airplane. You did. I was
2: in JFK last week.
5: Oh, my God. And you and your son, I think. I don't know. You were walking. I was like, Dave. Anyway, I, I didn't know if it was you. And then you didn't hear me, I think. So I just ignored it. I thought I was being crazy. So I'm like, you know. Oh, that was anyway, me. We were, uh, we were going imagine- down to last
2: Saturday morning. We were in JFK. Wow. That's funny.
5: That I ignored you, Michael. Okay, so that was you, me. I was in, no, I didn't. Was Michael, my,
2: hang on. Michael, Michael you yeah. really believe I ignored you?
5: No, I just think you didn't hear me. That's it. I don't think it Thank was, you ignored no, you wouldn't have done that. never. You, you wouldn't have the, never. So 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 imagine that you got into that airplane and the stewardess leans over to you and says, "This is the pilot's first time flying the plane. He's a very bright young guy. and We think that he can be a great great pilot." That's what we're doing now. Look at the Jets. Look at all these teams. But Michael, Michael. So so, hi, so you can yeah.
2: so so in your in your mind, the way you analyze this, you can never hire a rookie coach.
5: No, you shouldn't. As a head coach here, that's a CEO. Ever? What's doing? Well, how how are you ever going to no, get a new regime doing? of coaches? Because you, you they'll they'll will be a crop. There'll be a senior, you know, a 40, 45, 50 year old guy who's been there fifteen times and he's ready. Not a twenty five. Derek Fisher finishes his career and then he's a head coach. What are you doing? Oh, so so your issue is with
2: guys well, with no head coaching though. Experience? Yeah,
3: that's different though. Why is that different? Well, I think it's it's a lot. I mean, it's a, it's a lot different than what you're saying. You're telling. I mean, you're making a as if the, the you know the offensive coordinator stud offensive coordinator has never coached before like right. your example is the pilot's never flown a plane before
2: right the pilot has flown he just hasn't flown all on his own he's been like the number two guy in charge of a plane at some point the pilot needs to be for, for has to have a first time to fly at some point a, an, an an assistant needs to have the first time that he's flying the plane or coaching a team
3: how does D'Amico Ryans look as a head coach Pretty good. I,
2: I don't. I think it's a bad roast, to be honest. How about with you. Sean McVay? Was he pretty good? Right. You think that Ben Johnson, who's never. I mean, how are you ever going to get new head coaches in the league? Well, what happens when they all die? Right. That's it. That you don't have coaches anymore. That's it. Uh then you hire pilots to <laughs> to run the teams. <laughs> Let's go to Patty in Albany. Patty, go ahead.
6: Fellas, how's it going? Good morning. First time caller. Very excited to be on the show. Appreciate you. Um. My roast has to, you know, Dave. Usually, you go at guys, and I love that about you. Right, I love that you get after people. I cannot believe you let that guy slide about 20 minutes ago, saying that JJ McCarthy was going to be the number one pick. I didn't I'm let that slide. You for it. I'm more, I'm more roasting him for it because I can't believe that he's associating people that win the national championship with the number one overall pick. Maybe you know we should have took in AJ McCarron, number one overall. Or this or that, and I, my dad's a big time embarrassment. I just thought that guy had to be the biggest idiot on the air, and he ruined my trip. I'm a Friday. It's Friday. I'm trying to go to school in peace. I'm a school teacher, and he just made my Friday trip worse. So I hope he hears me, and he knows that his call was not appreciated up here in the five one eight.
2: Wow, good. That's a good roast. Lucky, I, lucky I don't for, think I let for, it slide. Lucky for Patty's deal.
3: Uh, lucky for Patty's dad, though, is that JJ McCarthy. The second he walks in that locker room as a national champion, is going to
2: command it. That's right. That'll carry a lot of weight. Um, RJ goes on forever. Let's go to uh, Anthony Stony Brook. Anthony, you're on. Is that a shot? The roast? No. Hey guys, how's it going? I was gonna call and roast the idiot
6: that called in and said that Judge is not in the same stratosphere as Soto, which I think is absolutely ridiculous to it start. Is ridiculous. But I'm gonna move on to the rest. Um, Refs across all sports have been terrible. You guys talk about it all the time. But I don't understand why they don't just put someone up in the booth that calls down all the time. Like, you make a bad call. The guy calls down and says, nope, that's not a pass interference. No, that's not a foul on Brunson on the end of the game. And then it's over. Like, it's just such a simple fix. They spend 15, 20 minutes on, like, ridiculous calls sometimes. And then when they have, like, a huge call at the end of the game, they don't actually just make the right call.
2: Good job. Well done. Well roasted. It's, nice roast. it's a nice roast. You know what? We picked it right up where we left off. By the way, you're listening to DNR 987 ESPN, WEPN-FM in New York. If you'd like to participate in the morning roast, 1-800-919-3776. All right. I have a, there's a method to my madness. Raymond, why don't you walk us through your roast this morning.
4: Okay, so you know I've got a rep on the show of being the football purist, right? But I also sure. I also care about the aesthetics of football. I believe in the uh, old Deion Sanders saying, you look good, you feel good, feel good, play good, and so on. Uh, the Jets caught a lot of heat this week for tweeting out immediately after the Super Bowl that they're, uh, they're changing their uniforms next year, which we all kind of knew about w- well ahead of time. Uh... I'm not really roasting the Jets here because, you know, they they got to the end of their five-year window with their current uniform, which we can all agree that that uniform was kind of a disaster. I'm not a Jet fan, Rick. You didn't like that uniform, right? What my favorite? No. But, so it, it
2: wasn't really a good uniform. I never looked at it as a disaster.
4: Uh, it, it, it was not a good uniform. And, and so, you know, they said we're bringing back the, the legacy white uniform, which they wore the night Aaron Rodgers got hurt, but also known as the sack exchange uniform. Which if you remember when the Jets were rumored to get those uniforms five those new uniforms five years ago was the uniform that they wanted all along, and instead they got this disaster that they couldn't get rid of fast enough, as evidenced by tweeting immediately after the Super Bowl was over. And so the Nikes kinda got this track record of just destroying team uniforms and and then immediately after the windows close, they say, Oh yep, yeah, you know what? You guys were right. We're going to switch back to what you actually wanted all along, which I, I like the legacy white uniform. I think it's going to look great when they wear the green version, the gang green, the metallic helmet, the old Jets. Who, who are you roasting her here? I'm roasting Nike because oh. they've got this track record. They, they've they now done this with the Jets. They did it with the Jaguars. You remember that mess of a uniform. You remember the the terrible Tampa Bay Buccaneers uniform that looked like an alarm clock, right? Uh, the Cleveland yeah, those numbers Br- were bad on those the, uniforms. The Cleveland Browns uniform. Now the Jets, and I guarantee you, when we get to the end of the 5 year run with the Commanders uniform, that one's going to change too. Nike's got to try- stop trying to put all these little different Nikefied uh spins on all the uniforms and just give the
2: fans what they want. How about Raymond That's all. roasting Phil Knight and Nike? He goes out and, like and I like Nike
4: and I like Nike. I I I I love buying Nike stuff. The, the sticking their hands in the NFL uniforms, it's too much. We just want basically a good-looking football uniform. Wow. The Jets next year are going to wear a good-looking football uniform. They haven't done so for the past five years.
2: All right. Very well done, Raymond. Very well done. We go from Raymond to Dan in Mamaronek. Dan, roast your face off, my friend.
7: Good morning, fellas. Uh, this this would have been a little bit better yesterday as Raymond sounds like he's on the rebound. Uh, but Raymond with a cold sounds like the... Uh, scientists from The Simpsons.
5: Um, I, I like the Dallas Cowboys, but uh, Mike McCarthy, I'm not too confident
6: in their ability to succeed this week. Uh, but uh, you know, really, the Forty ers I think, it's a better team. And uh, I'm really, uh, you know, upset with Nike and their uniforms.
2: I love it. <laughs> I love it. I,
4: I can't even. I, I've got nothing to say. That he's, he's totally right. I see. He's it. totally
2: right. But but here's the thing. You you did nothing wrong. You you've been yeah. unwell.
4: He's, but he's totally right. I said I, I, hate the way that I sound when I, when but I have a cold. You've been and, and unwell. I, I, I worried that I still sounded that way today. So it's no, nice. You it's sent, nice to know that I better sound
2: today. better. But yeah. Which is why I thought maybe you could sing. I'm, I'm not at singing level. Let, let's go. Santhi, All right. Hold on one yeah, second, Sandy. This will make this? you
3: feel better. This will make you feel better. I was uh, Tyrese Halliburton was on uh, McAfee yesterday. Right. He actually has this. I don't know if it's a nervous thing or not, but he changes his voice mid. Mid-sentence. Really? He has, like, he has two separate voices. What do you
2: mean he changes his voice mid-sentence? He, it, he changes nerves? his voice.
3: He has like two separate voices. Like he's talking in one voice, and then all of a
4: sudden the voice, his voice will change to
3: Maybe a different voice. Maybe he has voice. multiple personalities, High pitch, and, and the low different pitch. voice
2: is the different personality.
4: And it's wild. Does he go Really? Like, does he go like up an octave? Like what What does he do? No, to the point where
3: they, they, they pointed it out. They're like, oh, you, you have two separate voices. He's like, oh, that's what not the first time that I've been
4: told that.
2: It was Separate weird. Vo- Maybe he has like a serious voice and like a, a, a playful voice. I I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like wow. a nervous
4: thing. He's got two voices. Chan has clarified his take, by the way. if you Oh, right. can
2: suck it. <laughs> no, no. I'd like to hear from Chan. Go ahead, Raymond. Uh, he
4: has said, uh, we said either the authentic jersey or an equivalent price range bourbon. An authentic jersey is 175 Oh, my God. His words, not mine. Listen, Chan is dead to me. Okay.
3: I'm going to buy him his bottle of bourbon. And when I see him, I'm going to go to and I'm going to smash it on
2: the ground. No. Yep. No, you won't. I That's can what see you do. doing that. This That's is exactly the great Shannon. Do. No. Let's That's go to do. Robbie in Westchester. Robbie, morning roast. Good
5: morning. I just wanted to um, chime in on the shooter suspension.
7: I feel like
5: he is easily one of your best callers. He's your wild card caller. Never know what you're going to get with that guy. You roast mother. that suspension. You blank mother, oh, no, no, blank, blank sucker, mother, that's a line. What, what is happening? <laughs> so you're very
2: pro shooter, Robbie, is that right? Very, very pro shooter. Wow. What? So that's not really a, ro- so there's no real roast there whatsoever. He it's, must, he it's, not a, it's, not, it's not
5: a roast, it's more, it's more of like I, I disagree with and believe the suspension should be uplifted immediately. They
2: no. said the F word on the radio. Yeah, I mean, what, what, are, you, what are you talking about? Well, we lost. dropped bombs like, like, uh, like it's World War II. You can't do that. Uh, we had like uh, we
3: got blamed for it too. We got like I mean, it was three straight drops. We got to use.
2: I didn't get blamed. Well, I did. Why? Why would you get blamed?
3: Because they did They thought it was. I'm, they thought I was the one that got dropped. That well, many you, times.
2: you know what? If the shoe fits, right? The shoe fits. Uh, why don't you go ahead? See what all your right. roast is going to be all I about. Got, I
3: mean, I could roast all day.
2: I'm, I know you. Sethi, correct
3: me if I'm wrong too with this bet. Wasn't the bet that he would have to call me coach? Well, where's the jersey come in? I, I
4: didn't don't bet recall, him an authentic I recall, jersey. I don't recall the jersey, per se. I think I you to, had
3: to call me daddy, and he had to call me coach. I believe that was the thing. I don't think I ever
2: bet a jersey. That was definitely Here's part thing. You, you clearly have a, some kind of a gambling issue. No. And you don't, I, you're I, not I, willing wow, to pay off is, your debts. That is rich. That no, but is I can't rich. imagine.
3: Like I don't remember like betting an authentic jersey. What, what authentic jersey would I get?
2: Whatever. doesn't matter. Maybe a beautiful, authentic Zach Wilson jersey. That's just what I want. Yeah.
3: All right. I was going to roast John Winther, but I'm going to be transparent. Mm-hmm. And not for saying nasty things to us, just for assuming on the Wednesday when, no, no one had any idea there was going to be a meeting, that they would just pop on the Zoom and there would be a meeting. Right. Luckily, I'm neurotic. All right. I'm roasting the NBA. Oh. Okay? And I'll tell you why. We're already at the point now where we had to put in the 65-game uh, minimum so players could win awards, which will end up affecting their money. First team NBA, all NBA, and all that other stuff. Okay. I like Mac McClung, defending slam dunk champion. Jacob Toppin, Nick. Why do the NBA players not use this opportunity to actually compete in the slam dunk contest? All great guys. Do I want to see them in the slam dunk contest? No, I don't think I do. Three point contest awesome can't wait to watch it why can't the best players in the NBA take the opportunity to give the fans what they want which is to watch them in the slam dunk contest
2: good good roast uh, they don't they don't want to why I, I don't know what's the fear they embarrass themselves they yeah, miss a probably dunk? come on man how physically taxing I mean like is it to dunk over and over and over
3: no you know what pisses me off the most is that LeBron continually doesn't do it and then he would then all of a sudden you'd see the video of him throwing the ball like a highlight video of him dunking in practice. That's all we
2: want to see. Right. It's just
3: to do it in the dunk contest.
2: I mean, I'm sorry. I have no interest in watching Jacob Toppin dunk or Mac McClung dunk. If you tell me that I'm going to get, you know, legitimate players, all-stars, LeBron or, or that ilk, I would be much more intrigued to watch it. Right. Of course, everyone would be. Put put big. I mean, you can get get a, a sponsor. The winner gets how much money? Two million bucks? Whatever it is. Yeah, but why not for the benefit of the game? They don't care.
3: Like, we got to incentivize you to play in the regular season. Can we at least, I mean, as the biggest showcase of your league, like yep. have the best players participate?
2: Yep. I think it's very fair. Let's go, uh, Jack and Queens. Hi, Jack. Hey, guys. What's go going ahead, Jack.
7: Buddy? All right. This is more of a roast. It started, I was going to roast bus drivers in New York City, more of a roast of everybody who's not a bus driver in New York City. They take they just take care of the road. Like they do what they want with no concern for you, their passenger, they're in a glass box. They're good. They just do what they want. Everyone should do this in New York. Everyone sort of does, but bus drivers do it better than
2: anyone. So this is a roast of New York City drivers that are not bus drivers. I really understand this roast to be honest with you. Have you ever been on the road in New York? Of course every day, yeah. All right, watch bus drivers. Just watch how they drive with right, no concern. You, you, right, no concern. So who are you
7: roasting then?
3: Everyone but bus drivers. Every,
7: every, everyone that's not a bus driver in New York. I, I'm, right. I'm sitting and I'm watching Much frustration much frustration.
2: Well, thanks for that. that. That was not very good. So he's
4: roasting people for not being as ruthless as right.
2: the bus driver. So yeah, so the bus driver is ruthless and out of their mind crazy in the way they drive, and he's going to roast everyone else for not doing the same?
3: I think that's what that roast
2: was, yeah. That's that's bad. Uh, it wasn't the best. You want the best? Why are you up next? No. No, actually. I was going to hand it over to RJ cuz RJ's the best. I like that. Let's go.
8: Wow, that felt I feel like that was facetious in a
2: way. Oh, you know what? I can't win with you. <laughs> <laughs> I kid. All right.
8: Gather round, boys and girls.
2: Oh god. Oh no.
8: So, this one's timely and I'm going to use this and this is what this is what I decided. I'm going to get this off my chest, and then we're going to move on. I mean, you never move on from Super Bowl losses. Are you, oh, no, you're this, going after
2: the Chiefs. He's going after the Chiefs. Uh,
8: no, I'm not, actually. I've come I've come to terms there they are the champs. I'm not going to sound bitter over that. Instead, I will sound bitter over something else. Here's your disclaimer. You want to rip Kyle Shanahan for giving the Chiefs the ball first, or excuse me, taking the ball first and giving the ball to the Chiefs second with knowing what the outcome was? Got it. No problem with that. That is, That is fair game as far as I'm concerned. What needs to stop, because I saw it yesterday, is constantly ripping him for some of his players, not knowing the overtime rules. And here's why. Because if we're going to have that take, we cannot draw a line between the teams where it's convenient. Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Great. I know we don't rip them. Winners write history. Niners look stupid because some of their players, veteran players, who I like. Admitted they did not know the rules. However, some of the Inside the NFL audios come out. Turns out they were briefed before overtime. They did not know before the game what the overtime rules were. And if you still think that's stupid, oh, because the Chiefs planned in July for Super Bowl overtimes, I mean, that's great. They're champs. Good for you. I take you back to 2008, because if Shanahan is as dumb as people want to make him out to be for not briefing his players last July... Then we must uphold the same standard for the coach on the other side. The man that caught the game-winning touchdown did not know the game was over. He had no idea. Don't believe me? Patrick Mahomes said it on NFL Network. Check it out. I'll do you one better. Back in 2008, who was the most famous player ever to admit he did not know a game could end in a tie?
2: Donovan McNabb.
5: Hmm. Never been a part of a tie. Never even knew that that was in the rule book.
8: Who was the coach of that team? Andy Reid? Hmm. So is Andy Reid still stupid? Or did the player that he just won his third Super Bowl with also not know? So which is it? Are they both idiots? Or is it just the team that won despite having a player that caught the game winning touchdown admitting it, which is fine because they won. They're geniuses. And whoever was going to lose is stupid. Bravo.
4: Bravo.
3: Well, RJ, here's, maybe here's the thing. maybe they didn't want to clutter up McCole Hardman's mind with
2: all the extra and that's extra fine stuff
8: because it worked. I'm and just play
2: free. B- well, and it, in all seriousness, I know this might be a weird thing to say. Yeah, does it really matter whether McCole Hardman knew that the game was over when he caught the touchdown or not? Nope.
3: No, it doesn't. But I think now, I mean, and I was listening to some of the stuff on the sidelines, the use check and everything else, and how Kelsey and Mahomes. I even think the referee when he asked when he asked Fred Warner, "Are you sure you want you, you want the ball? Are you yeah. sure?"
8: Yeah. And if you want to rip the strategy, I got no problem with that.
3: But I think that what I and what I heard yesterday Spags, who by the way, like listening to Spaggs talk, it's not hard to understand why his his team loves him. Um, but I guess the Chiefs have the same kind of guy that the Patriots have with like the Ernie Adams guy who stands up in front of the team every week and tells mm-hmm. them goes through all the different situations, all the different rules. And it was something that they talked about a lot. So R- take J- for J- what it's worth.
2: Did you see this This I thought would bother you? George Kittle on the fumble from McCaffrey? Yes, that did w- bother me. Wasn't really paying attention to the play? Well, he was talking to George Karloftis. Not only was he talking to him, he's like, hey, George, how's it going? So
8: I, I guess two things can be true. It did bother me. But at the same time, so it's a run play to McCaffrey. It's a McCaffrey fumble. First quarter, right? First drive. He has Karloftis four yards downfield. i I it, it bothers me given what happened. It's hard to rip him because he had driven he kicked the end out so far and opened such a hole that the reason has had such a good angle is because he was so far out of the play.
2: No, I, I understand that. So but yes would, it, wouldn't but, you want to pay attention through the duration of the play?
8: Yes, but it's it's not his job to turn around and look for fumbles.
2: Is it his job to, to be making small talk with George Karloftis? Also, no. Yeah. Also, no. Uh, let's go to Pete and Sawmill. Maybe he's on the Sawmill Parkway, I'm I'm unsure. Good morning, Pete.
5: <laughs> yeah, it is indeed the Sawmill Parkway. And, David, all I can hope is that this public service announcement reaches the nozzles that are guilty of this. When I called originally with RJ, I was behind a mini Cooper what is with these people who don't clean the snow off their vehicles? A Mini Cooper of all cars. it has got six inches of snow. I'm catching shrapnel on the highway. I got some yo-yo coming south who literally just cut a little circle out where his head can fit on the windshield. <laughs> it is unbelievable. We should put him on an island and shoot icicles at them. It's a society. <laughs> I've had enough of it.
2: <laughs> I, uh, you know I, I think that 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 wins the day, I, and I he's right. Pete, Pete wins. He totally Pete, wins. he wins, and he's right. Because I was driving the other day. It, I mean, it's like you're you're going to battle. You got ice just shooting at you. You're avoiding potholes. I mean, what what, what are we doing here? <laughs> Shrapnel. That,
4: he nailed all the points, buddy. <laughs> It's a society. <laughs> His voice, his voice changed like uh, Halliburton.
2: Yep. Uh, yeah, it was. That, that might have been Halliburton right there on the,
4: on the show. I think that wins the day.
2: I think so, too. I feel like me going after that is going to be awful, but I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, something was said yesterday in passing, which I think was one of the grossest things I've ever heard in my life. Nobody really commented too much on it, and I think we revisit it right now. You know who said it? John Winthrop said it. What did John Winthrop say? He has a lot of things to say. He's a great guy. One of my best friends at the station. What did he say yesterday, Rick? Do you have any recollection of what he said yesterday? What did he say yesterday? Yeah. No, I don't. He, he said, said a lot. I'm a bigger football fan than Dave, is oh, he what he that. saw. Yeah. And what he said. That might be one of the stupidest things anyone has ever said in the history of this planet. Oh, We've yeah. been around for what, a couple billion years. Like, how dumb could you possibly be? You could, I, I don't think Michael Kay likes me much at all. If you ask Michael K, bigger football fan, me or Winthrop, he wouldn't hesitate. The answer is me. You ask anybody at the station and and John, who doesn't even have YouTube TV, who can't watch every game, has the unmitigated gall to say he's a bigger football fan than me. I pride myself on very little, Rick. Very little. I'd like to think I'm a good dad and I adore my family. And right behind that is my football fandom. And I don't think anybody, I'll go toe-to-toe with anybody. I'm a bigger football fan than them. But Winthrop, who I think is a good football fan. But stop it. Of the 285 games this year, I believe I watched 284. And I told you the one game I didn't watch it had no meaning week 18. Niners and Rams. And he thinks he's a bigger fan than me. I love him. It was awful, and for that, you've now been roasted. Wow! Yeah, that's right. And I'll do it again. You know, what makes him dangerous, though, is he actually believes it. Do you he believe it? it?
3: I don't believe it. No, I don't think anyone anyone in the show believes it, but he he believes it,
2: and he stands by it. That is what makes him dangerous. <sighs> that is what makes him dangerous. Let's let's, good roast. Good roast. Thank you. That, I, and, and you know what? It didn't get it, really any discussion at all yesterday. It was it was it was a porn. It was horrendous. It was a tough take by him. Real tough take. Say that kind of crap. All right, let's go to Dave and Jackson. Dave, you're on the morning roast. Guys, good morning. Love
7: the show. I got a quick two-part roast. First part, very quick. Pete Alonso, sign him, Cohen. Break out the checkbook and sign him. I'm a lifelong Mets fan. I guarantee I with a bunch of others will leave if he goes anywhere else. And my biggest roast... Everybody needs to slow down. I drive about 3,000 miles a month for work. I'll do 60 miles an hour down a 55 road, and I'm getting run over. Is everybody really in that much of a hurry to get to a job? They can't stand and start counting down the time till 5 o'clock when they get to leave? Slow down. Don't kill anybody. Drive safer. Love you guys. Thanks.
2: Very well done. Good roast. The double roast. I want, I want to pick up off of it, and, that, and that'll end the morning roast. There's no whistle or anything, right, Ray? We just just kind of fades off into Bolivian, That's as right. Mike Tyson once said. Sure. Yeah. That's it. How how did it feel, Rick? Did you like the morning roast? It
3: felt nice. It really did. I mean, I think all in all, for the most part, really good roasts. I agree with that. I mean, in typical Raymond fashion, he doesn't just roast one thing. He he gets a, I mean, an entire entity he goes after.
2: Yeah, he goes after the the brand of Nike. Nike, yeah. Right.
3: And then RJ's was solid. I I mean, I figured it would be something Niners related. You attacked Winthrop, which I think is nice. I mean, I took,
2: I, I took. I, it pisses me off the slam dunk thing. Well, it's, it. I mean, come on.
3: I mean, you got guys. It's the NBA slam dunk contest. You, know you know what else sucks the, about the slam dunk? And by the you way, got we'll guys that it, aren't in the NBA.
2: We'll, we'll have the slam dunk contest in all of three point. We, you know, the, the whole weekend of All Star weekend here uh, on ninety eight seventy ESPN. I, I mean, if you miss a dunk, you should be penalized. Not like, all right, take fifteen more chances. No, but, I don't
3: but that's like not that, that what, either. But that's not even what bothers me though. It's like I, I just don't understand. Like in that moment like we have the opportunity or you've been asked to participate like you're an, you're an NBA star that people want to go see like i mean it's what's the what's the
2: downside that you lose the slam dunk contest uh I don't is know that the fear you, or I, I missed a couple dunks unless maybe it's more physically taxing than than we realize uh, well why did uh, why uh, did more Michael Jordan do why did all the guys do it before Kobe did know. it why does
3: everyone do it How now I mean, no one
2: what's the one slam dunk contest that you that you, like you will always remember I can remember a bunch of them. Right, but Dominique Wilkins and Michael Jordan. right? That's, I, that, I mean, that was the pinnacle of the slam dunk contest. Dude, I, I couldn't tell you who won it last year. I'm being honest. Mac McClung won it. Oh, I, well, I forgot that. Who's in the you G League? You say it now, I remember, but I had yeah, no who's idea. Who's in
3: the G League? Uh, the, Aaron, uh, the Aaron Gordon slam dunk contest was awesome. D that Brown was a good one. Dion, uh, D Brown pumping up his shoes was an awesome slam dunk contest. Yeah, great iconic moments. It's just I don't understand why there's such a hesitancy to participate in this.
2: Thing. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it's either it's they don't want to be embarrassed. They don't. I don't. They must get paid something for it, but they don't get paid enough for it. Or maybe it's physically taxing that we don't realize. It has to be one of those three things.
3: Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't understand it.
2: Um, the last roaster brought up a point about Pete Alonso, and it's ridiculous. He says uh, he's a huge Mets fan. If the Mets trade Pete Alonso, he's done. Or they let him walk, he's done. It's not true. You're not going to be done. You can sit here, and you can tell us you're going to be done. It's just not true. You might be disappointed. You might want to keep him. You might want to have him here for the duration of his career. You might think this is the greatest homegrown Met position player we'll ever have. If they trade him or they lose him in free agency, you'll be annoyed. You might not go. You will still be a Mets fan. Stop with that.
3: Right. Yeah, I don't don't disagree with you, but I can understand the frustration. Uh, They're not going to get a deal done now. That ship has sailed.
2: I don't. I, I'm actually at the point where I don't expect him to be a Met next year. Yeah, I'm just
3: saying. As far as like people that want him to get signed before the season starts, he's not. He's not signing an extension before. No, the that's season not going to
2: happen. But no. but like, so let, let me ask you: a year from now, are we talking about going into the season? Pete Alonso is the Mets' first baseman. Oh, <sighs> I would say. I would say 25% chance that's the case.
3: At the moment, it doesn't feel like it. It almost feels like last year with kind of, and I don't know how true it was or not, but just the the thought that they were taking phone calls, and I think it's your job to take phone calls, but that it was his, that he was mentioned in trade talks, almost kind of like greasing the skids, that there's a chance we don't pay this guy. I, I just think that for me, I, I think the frustration stems from the fact that I didn't think we'd be in this in this spot where you had a guy that produces the way that Pete produces, that's available... Every single day, the way Pete is, he's a homegrown guy. He's one of the faces of the franchise. That we would we would lose a guy like this because of money.
2: I, I agree with you, but you don't want to spend so much money. I mean, you, you can do whatever. I know, you but want. you
3: just uh, you say that,
2: but you just overpaid for Brandon Nimmo. I, I get it, but Brandon, yeah, no, but it's what true. No, I mean it's it's a fair point, but you Brandon get Francisco Nimmo, Lindor 341 million dollars. I know, but Pete Alonso, uh, okay. you to hold on for him, a second. You're going to pay him above and beyond what guys that are better than him are going to get? No, no. I'm not saying that you are. All I'm
3: saying, let me give you the let me give you the player side of this. If you're Pete Alonso, you play every day. You're the most prolific home run hitter in Major League Baseball. Yep. Okay? And you just watch you watch Steve Cohen's first big move was trade for Francisco Lindor. Great. And then only did you trade for me, gave him $341 million and had no problem doing that. Good for Francisco Lindor. 10 years, $341 million. Now, where there's a real opportunity, hey, like, let's get me done. I want to be here. I told you I wanted to be here. Let's get something done. They don't prioritize me, but they go out of the way to make sure they overpay for Brandon Nimmo. Like you're seeing everyone around you get paid. And for some reason, there's a hesitation to get you done.
2: Okay. Well, l- let me walk through it. You're right. He's there every single day. Is he a plus defender? No, but I don't think
3: he's a bad defender.
2: I, I agree. I think he's an average defender. I think that that's fair. Did, I mean, did he have a big average last year? Or was it was it awful?
3: Uh, his, his average was bad. I'm just, listen. But that's not like what he's him. here for, though. He's not here I for I batting and,
2: and he has tremendous, he has prodigious power. Here's the thing. If you're not going to have him next year, you have to trade him. You, ha- a,
3: you a, have to nah, I, You say that But what all of a sudden You're sitting there In the middle of the In the playoffs You're sitting there With a the wild card spot You're going to trade him I think you have to I
2: Yeah <laughs> I don't I, I, don't know I, you, I get I don't your know point you I do I don't know how you can Well m- maybe I get pieces back That can help me right now Yeah what kind of pieces though What are you that, That's the other thing though well, You're trading him for what If I know I'm going to lose him And my intent is to not Re-sign him I have to trade him. Okay. Well, let me ask you this question, though. What happens if you're in the middle of this thing? You're sitting there with a wild card
3: spot and Pete is having a pro, another prolific season oh, God, where average is up. Dude, the guy still, I mean, yeah, 217 looks like crap. He had 46 home runs and drove in 118
2: I get it. And runs. I love him. I, I, I mean, I love Pete Alonzo. But my, my point is this. My point is don't sign him. My point is if, if you're not going to sign him, then you have to trade him. You can't lose him for nothing. Well, yeah, we said the same thing, and I said this
3: when we started talking about it earlier this week. It reminds me of the Saquon Barkley stuff. I was saying the same thing with Saquon Barkley. If you're not bringing him back, why wouldn't you trade him at the deadline? And they kept him.
2: Right, and, and it looks like they may not bring him back, which will be a big loss on this organization.
3: It's another one of those spots where the guy's done everything that you've asked him to do. has been the face of your franchise, but you, you don't value the position that they play.
9: And unlike Saquon, this guy's always healthy. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? Must be 21 plus and present in present and select states. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: Thanks for listening to the D P and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woo-hoo, over here. Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. The one food that never goes never bad. goes
2: bad. You could have it in your in your pantry for. 10 years doesn't go bad. In your pantry, you would keep this? Yeah. I'll give you a little hint. Ooh. I don't know. Honey.
3: I think you said
4: that before.
2: Yeah, it never goes bad. So,
4: I I got to ask because yeah. I've heard that sometimes it can crystallize though. Not that it goes bad, but well, I it- just heat it up. Okay.
2: I think cuz Raymond is drinking tea today and I said you have some honey in that thing and he said no, I don't I didn't bring honey. I said you should bring it just leave it here. It, it never goes bad.
3: Yeah, oh, why don't you just run down, run downstairs? I bet they got some honey. Well, I know
2: Mateen has a, a thing of honey. Yeah, I, you, honey and lemon in your tea. Well, well, that was awful. He's to right. help
3: you. It was clear. He clearly thought your voice sounded like garbage, and he wanted to help you.
2: Well, Raymond, why did you not go down to Mateen? He can make you a little concoction. Didn't even think about it. Yeah, I feel bad about it. I should. I should. And he and he loves you too. He's a great guy. He does. He does not love Rick though. I, I feel like say.
4: he would love Rick if Rick just. I don't know, to stop I don't
3: understand why once. everyone's taking shots at me today. What does that mean? It's a nice. It's a feel good Friday, and I'm just getting shrap though all over the place.
2: Well, you created the roast. The roast is not a feel good segment. The roast is the opposite of that.
3: Yeah, but now I'm now I'm getting uh, you're throwing team not liking me at my face.
2: I, I think that of the four of us, you're the, you're the fourth.
3: Oh, listen, I don't frequent Mateen. Right.
2: Hello, Mateen.
3: <laughs> Had he not said anything nasty about me in the first place, maybe I would consider going to Mateen. But now that damage is done. He's dead to he, me.
2: He just said I'm better on the radio than you. <sighs> I mean, what's not true about that?
3: I'm going to cut off your banana
2: supply. What, no, you please want? don't. You're better. Is, You're better. Is that what you want? You're better. Don't tempt me. Yeah, but you bring me in these grotesque looking bananas that are like genius behind them. Yeah, right. It's wild.
3: Because they don't want to see, you know what, those are smart bananas. They don't want to be eaten. <laughs> yes. That's it. They're camouflaging themselves. They're like, maybe That's if right. we look this disgusting, no one will eat us. No
2: one will take us. But little do they realize that how bright you are. I know better. That's right. Let's get to the calls on Alonzo, one 800 let us go to uh, James in Lake Grove and say good morning. Hi, James. You're on 98.7.
7: Good morning, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? Good. So, my thing is I totally agree with Dave. We can't have another Jacob deGrom situation where we lose a guy for nothing. But knowing Steve Cohen, he's a financial guy. The only thing I'm thinking about is Juan Soto next offseason. You can't pay Pete Alonso 300 million and then pay Juan Soto 400 million while you have Lindor making 380. Is all I have to say. Got to trade him, got to get something back for him cuz I don't think he's part of the future plans of the Mets and it hurts, but that's baseball.
2: Well, do, does it hurt? Like, and thanks for the call. Here's the thing, Rick, I'll tell you. you. You'd like to keep him in a perfect world, sure. If I tell you, you trade him, you get a, a really good haul in return for him, and you sign Soto this offseason, does that hurt? Does that hurt? Yeah, I think it'll still hurt. It hurts because he's a forever met, you thought. But but what's the goal? The goal is to, to win a championship, right? Yeah, always. So if David Stearns does not look at Pete Alonso as a piece on a championship team, then I mean, the, then you have to move on from him. Yeah, listen. I don't disagree with you.
3: I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying I can understand why, why it would hurt a Mets fan if you lose
2: Pete Alonso. Well, it, it hurt me too. I get it. I love Pete. I mean, he's been here. He's been a good Met. I mean, he's had great moments. He's got prodigious power. Like, there's something special about that. But I, I, and you always say like I'm different than the other fan and the normal fan is I can look past that and say I just want to win. So if it means with Pete. Great. I prefer that. But if they don't think they can and they need to move in a different direction, then I'm I'm okay with that too. All right, we also don't know what Pete is asking for.
3: Right? I mean we don't we have no idea what he's asking for. So I mean in the grand scheme of things, I mean I've I've said this to you a couple different times and I know you agree with me. The the Matt Olson contract kills him.
2: It kills him. It kills I don't think him. the Freddie Freeman contract does him any favors either.
3: Uh no it doesn't, but I think especially the Matt Olson contract. Uh, the Matt Olson deal. I mean he signs
2: you know 8 years 168. Matt, Matt Olson also an elite defensive first baseman.
3: Okay, you're making my point. So now if you know you think of yourself more more of an Aaron Judge type for your team and you see what Aaron Judge got and then you look at what Matt Olson got and you just said it he's a better defender, power numbers still there, the guy plays every day too. I could understand if I was if I was you know stern saying to myself, "Well, why am I going to pay him? Why would I pay him 250 million dollars?" Like the contract that Matt Olson signed is more that that's, that's what we would we would want to pay you. That's right. But if you're asking for 250 because you think you know you have this extra value because you're the face of the franchise and everything else, and we don't really value, you know, the first base, you know, the first base position,
2: oh, that we, we're not going to do it. I I don't think they're going to. Charlie in Albany. Hey, Charlie. Charlie. It Hello. Always, ha- always happens, huh? All right, we tried. Let's go to Robin Greenwood. Good morning, Rob.
10: Good morning, fellas. How's it going? Good. Uh, Dave, I'm sorry, but I got to disagree. All right, so this is where I'm breaking it down from. Believe it or not, Mets Met fans don't want to think this, but I don't think that this is the year that they're necessarily going for it at all. I think this is kind of a shot in the dark. Being that we lost out on Yamamoto, we lost out on a couple of big names, we weren't able to get that DH and JD Martinez. And I understand they're trying to give Mark Vientos a chance. I think this year what Steve's doing is he's taking a shot in the dark and he's telling himself, listen, worst-case scenario, we get in the playoffs and we make a run. I definitely think they keep Pete. I think Pete Alonso, even though he wants to play in the field every day, I think he's the next DH for the Mets for the next five to ten years, even though he necessarily doesn't want that. Next year we have a ton of uh, – 2025 You have a ton of pitchers that are going to be free agents. I think 2025 uh, Steve Cohen opens back up the books. I think we get Soto regardless. I think he spends more than anybody's ever seen in the world, and I think that Pete Alonso is going to be the next DH for the New York Mets for five to ten years to come. He's a guaranteed home run hitter. He's homegrown. They got rid of him. He's out of his mind. It's different from the Jacob Degrom situation because so he's always pay, hurt. Hold on, he, let me
3: get this straight. Let me get this straight though. You want to pay? So, Rob, you want to pay the DH? You want to pay your DH thirty million bucks a year?
10: Absolutely. I Pete Alonzo's rate, rated one hundred percent, especially in this league, especially in this league today. So you want to pay Pete Alonso ten years, three hundred million dollars? I don't think he's going to take that. I think I think thirty million a year is going to be a little bit of a stretch. But I, I also think that there's a pot.
2: So, so you think I you you think he wants ten for three fifty, and then you want to stick him at the DH?
10: No, I think that they're going to talk him down just so he could stay a Met, and then he's going to take less money. Well, that now that's different. If Pete
2: Alonzo thanks for the call, Rob, if Pete Alonzo is going to willing to take less money, I'm willing to have that conversation.
3: If we're talking just good business here, right? Just uh, strictly good business, okay? Where you're not really, I mean. You take there's no emotion because David Stearns is not Pete not even not his guy his, right. right yeah right is it good business and now I love Pete but is it good business to pay him more money than than Matt Olson just just signed for well can or you substan- look at can you look at it and say
2: Olson so, I mean like that's what the Braves do and because Olson took a bad deal for himself it doesn't mean that 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 I should take a bad deal here no, the Mets
3: no I'm not saying what Pete should do I'm just saying like, if you're the one that's spending the money or you're the one that's negotiating the contract why. What? Tell me what the difference is. Outside of he was a homegrown man. Production wise, what's the difference? Is,
2: um, there, a, is there a lot? I would no, make the argument that Matt I, I is actually. I think you could argue that Olsen is the better
3: player. So, uh, yeah, I get it. I think I'm. An, I'm, I'm always in the mindset that there's a value to, you know, leadership in the locker room, face of the franchise, you know, face of the franchise, ability to sell tickets like that. There's a value to that. But if you're telling me that Pete Alonzo. Views himself more on the level of Aaron Judge, I, I would probably say if I was David Stearns, you know, good luck finding that on the market.
2: Good luck. I know, but that's that's which I I'm okay with, but I need to trade him. I need to at least get value back for him. Well, I think you're
3: gonna be in a tough spot because I don't I, think agree the call, with you. I don't I don't think the caller was all the way wrong. It, it feels like this is gonna use this year as you know take some flyers on Severino, Mania, and. Edwin Diaz back and hope they can be, you know, be competitive while they get out
2: from underneath all this, you know, bad money that they spent. Would would you? Ra- this might be a bad question. Would you rather be tied for a wild card spot the day of the trade deadline, or nine games back, and you get a really good deal for Alonzo? So you,
3: so you're saying make the wild card and not trade Alonzo, but lose him in free right.
2: agency? Yes. Is that a I, dumb I think question I still, or is that I a decent I, question?
3: No, I think it's a decent question. I think I would still want to make the playoffs
2: and see what happens. Mm-hmm.
3: you got to roll the dice.
2: Uh, how about this? Ed Exley sends an email. Love the show. Trying to figure out who's more tone deaf. L- listen to who he throws in here. Dave, RJ, or Bauer. That's your cuddle, Mary Trash. Ooh. How am I tone deaf? Well, I, I think he means singing. Oh. Means, I don't think he means... Come on, man. Well, I I didn't realize. I think he threw Bauer.
3: Dude, the second he throws Bauer into that mix, he's talking about singing. Oh, my (laughs)
2: singing! I'm better than Bauer. Yeah, but are you better than RJ? We don't have a full album of RJ yet, though. We don't. RJ, you want to sing today?
8: I'm not in the singing mode.
2: No. stink. No, no, no. You know what? He's had a rough week. I don't think. You would have gotten albums from RJ if they would have won on Sunday.
8: Oh, yeah. Well, but maybe
3: this cleanses him, though. This is the final day of the cleanse.
2: I don't think so. RJ, maybe next week, maybe you give us a song? Uh, maybe. It's yeah. like with the ayahuasca. You Six, gotta... to <laughs> Six to
8: ten. Six to ten. Six to
3: ten.
8: What a time it's <laughs> been since
3: then. All right. I, I'm going to marry most tone deft RJ. I'm going to uh-huh. cuddle power out Trash Dave. I think
8: really? That, I think that's fair. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no. I would. I cracking, would marry too. Bauer. I would cuddle RJ. I would. Trash Bauer
4: wasn't myself. even in the, in the same range.
2: No, Bauer was. When angry. I wore younger man's clothes, <laughs> that's so I th-
8: bad. <laughs> I think the voice is there to be. I mean, he's better than me. I just think the tone is just way off.
4: I think if Billy Joel heard that, he'd call angry and threaten Bauer.
2: Yeah, I agree.
8: Could you imagine that Billy Joel threatened Bauer?
2: Imagine we got a call from like the lobby downstairs. Who's here? Uh, Billy Joel is here. He wants to talk to Bauer. He's furious.
3: Now that would be some good radio.
2: It would be great radio. Then he busts in. You hear him like you know in the background shuffling around. Where's Bauer? That would be great. That would be great. And All right, puts look,
3: on a live
9: performance.
2: Billy you, or Bauer? I'll show you how we do it. Maybe Billy and Bauer put on a live performance. No, no, no. Why would Billy do that to himself? I don't know.
9: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships.
1: Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and
2: Facebook at DR on ESPN. I've seen it probably like, I don't know, six or so times, and it's, it's, it's so good. I think I've seen him twice. And at the Garden, it's such a special venue for him to play.
3: Yeah, it was a pretty cool experience.
2: You know, he's playing great with, seats too with Sting. I don't oh, think really? I don't think at the garden but he's playing with Sting a couple times before he hangs it up.
3: Nice. Yeah, I think I I I, I saw him twice and the one time we saw him we had
2: unbelievable scenes. Oh, were you I on the, was like on the stage.
3: When I was like three rows back of the stage.
2: You've had some life, haven't you?
3: Well, that actually wasn't because of me. That was actually a connection through Cass's uh Cass's dad. Well, she's part of your life. I know. So yeah, I got hooked up. It was great. You think you married up? Um probably
2: r. j you think you married up absolutely, I definitely married up. well, oh, we know that, but don't be
3: so mean about it. I'm not being mean about it. I think I mean that's i have a lot I have a lot us. to offer though cuddle marry trash, who married up? you'd be the Mary,
2: yeah, you'd marry my marry, I would marry you marry
8: I but do think you- we undersaw a little bit. Looking back, like you see pictures, Dave will post them on anniversaries, birthdays. Oh,
2: stop it. Let's stop it, please. Dave. He doesn't need- no, go oh, ahead, RJ. You know what? Please I- don't interrupt him. He's in the middle of a point. D- and
8: I mean, not to say he's not now, but Dave in his prime, good looking guy. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah,
2: why, he can't, was also, why can't you he, he,
8: he was also doing shrooms and peeing his pants. No, Dave- I, it was, I was in high school Just at that stop time. Stop it. You know what? Maybe that was part of the allure for Sherry. Maybe she wanted to live on the wild side. Never like, do maybe, mushrooms. She, maybe she and loved me, the no. bad boy. No. How about you, Dave?
2: Twice, yeah. I heard that. By the way. By the way. I mean, did Grandma I just pick up on something that I never once heard during that? Play that again, please. Hang on. I got to
4: rack it back Come up. Come on, Home.
2: Raymond. Did you ever do
8: mushrooms? Uh, me? No.
2: No. No.
8: How about you, Dave? Uh, twice, yeah. No, the first... The-
2: the first time I heard something yep. else, maybe so, uh, I, I, I,
8: I think something was muttered and uh, it, yeah. was, it was gotten rid of. That was so. uh, muttered in real time. Oh.
2: Yeah, I heard that too. <laughs> it's it's yeah. not a thing I'm sure we should repeat. No. And and, and once again, here he is. You can't say that? No. no. I don't think so. No. So I thought that was on the on the tape there, but that's not. That was said live on air right yep. now. Yeah,
8: yep. That was your buddy sitting next to him. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you really yeah. have some unbelievable issues. You know that? It's well, RJ, reflex. talk about how I was handsome as a younger guy. Go ahead.
8: <laughs> I mean that that pretty much
2: wrapped up the thought, but but I, like you looked at me when I was younger, like he's a good looking guy.
8: I I think Dave has some some stories.
3: Yeah, but RJ, is he good? Was he good looking enough to make up for all the other d- deficiencies, though?
8: It's like when you're sitting in your war room during the. Okay, draft. He's
3: not
2: John Stamos. <laughs> it's like <laughs> right. this
8: guy. No, not some, This guy's got some red flags, but boy, can he bend the edge? That's Dave.
2: That's right. If I can get to the quarterback. All the red flags, boop, right out the window.
8: Grandma Rothenberg
3: was like, "Hey, Sherry, just so you know, yeah, the guy's got no money.
8: That's the and most. Not, that's the most damning story I think I've ever heard. It's unbelievable in relation to marriage. <laughs> she, no,
2: no, she said she's like, he's a great guy, but make sure you love him because he's got no money. And this was not, <laughs> and I believe might have said, and will probably amount to nothing. This was not Sherry's <laughs> grandmother. This no, was- no, this is my grandmother. <laughs> that's where that she started the den of honesty."
3: <laughs> it's like interesting. It's like when you hear those stories, like Aaron Rodgers talks about his teacher, that was like, like he'll never make it to the NFL.
8: <laughs> Who told you that? My mom.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if I would have told you, someone at the wedding went up to Sherry and said, "Listen, great guy, not sure he amounts to anything. You better make sure you love him." You wouldn't have guessed with your first guess, at least my grandmother, right?
3: No, no, not, not, I would. No. I wouldn't guess family member unless it was like a cousin that had a crush on Sherry or like her ex boyfriend, right? No, it was it was Grandma <laughs> it was Grandma Rothenberg.
2: That's right. Oh <laughs> uh, you guys are doing it though. You made it. Uh we twenty years in May. Twenty, 20 years. years. That's a big one. You better do something real nice. We're gonna have to really go over that. Not on the air, because I don't want her to catch wind of it, but we're gonna have to really dissect and game plan a great That's
3: like twenties is like a that's like a trip.
2: Yeah, but it's in the middle of Ben's baseball season. I'm well, gonna have to make a celebration that like that weekend or something. And You're gonna have to find something because this yeah. can't be like a hey, I'm going to the spa and getting you a gift certificate. Oh, okay, what kind of a a ninny do you think I am that I, that you can equate everyone's Valentine's Day to our twentieth anniversary?
3: I'm just saying. This has to be above and beyond. You don't
2: think very highly of me at all.
3: No, I do think highly of you. I'm just making sure, okay? I'm just making sure.
2: No, I'm I'm thinking about turning this into like an extravaganza, like a like a multiple day event. It should be. She deserves it. Uh she sure does. Uh let's go to uh Mike and Rockaway.
7: Good morning, Michael. So what's going on guys? How are you? Good, how are you? All right. So the Pete Alonzo thing, he deserves whatever he goes in there with Scott Boris. Whatever he wants. Whatever amount he wants, he deserves it, because Steve Cohen owns the team. He's a billionaire owner. He has more money than any owner combined. Every owner combined in MLB. Well, that's, not a that's not fair. As well, a fan, that's not fair. What is, sense does that, that make, fair. Mike? He's, he's, that's not good business. No, 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 no. All right. Obviously, if it's six hundred million, no. But it's not going to be. That's going to be probably in between two hundred and fifty, three hundred. He deserves it because he's a good player. He's not a bum.
2: Nobody. You made my, no move, Mike. Mike. You, you just sound... let me make my point. a Let me make let me make a point, and then we'll go back. Like you sound. Okay. I don't want to be mean about it, but it it, it like it's not intelligent. You just don't just. Say, oh, he's he's a good player, not a bum. Nobody's ever said he's a bum. Just pay him whatever he wants. It's not it's not the way you do business.
7: No, it is when he's he, This guy was a diehard meth fan. He bought the team for a reason. He's been through the Wilpon days. He knows. He's a homegrown player. You're supposed to pay these guys. You made no moves. You made no moves. You made Luis Severino and and, and Harrison Bader. Those are the you, you. You pay him. You could get. You could get. I hear you guys talking about. Soto. you get him next year too? This guy has a lot of money because he's building a casino. He wants to save a couple bucks this year. A couple bucks. I mean, what, what, what what's going on? He's like you got to pay. Yeah, I don't think this is a but. You but bought the team for a reason. Yeah, yeah. He deserves right. his money. He, right. he, on a million dollars for a home run derby is what his salary was for three years. Oh my God! Come
3: on, hold on one second. Okay, thank you for the phone call. Th- this is this is not about him trying to save money. I don't think this is just about trying to. I mean, try to make smart business decisions. Like I mean, I, regardless how much money he has, you don't want to have to go out and spend, you know, three hundred and something million dollars every single year to try to compete. You want to be able to build this thing the right way where you have sustained winning. And if you don't feel like signing him to however many years for whatever kind of money is going to be long term, a great investment where all of a sudden, you know, three years into this deal or four years into this deal, you're sitting with, you know, 30 million bucks or whatever it ends up being
2: on your payroll that it's just it's not good money. That's what you're trying to avoid. And David Stearns is coming in to kind of clean this up and to make this a a team with young players that you're not spending three hundred and fifty million dollars. Can they do it? Of course. He did it last year. It was, a, it was an absolute monstrosity of a disaster is what it was.
3: That was it was an epic failure. But at least I mean, it, at least out of it came some good with, you know, trying to restock and replenish. A- and system. the reason but,
2: that some good came with that is because you have so much money that you're one of the few teams that could eat that much salary and bring back legitimate players.
3: Yeah, I don't know if this is like I don't know if this has to do with trying to save money. I mean, hell, he was just part of the group that invested in the PGA
2: Tour, Steve Cohen. Uh, money is not an issue for Steve Cohen. I just think it's about being smart. Well, you don't want I mean, can you spend? Here's the thing. You just spent the money, and it did nothing for you. So now you're bringing in a baseball guy who understands what, what the goal is here, to win and to win by building up the farm system and winning like the Dodgers. And the Dodgers haven't always spent so much money every single year. Well, they just spent a. Oh, Well, now they have, but they also well, took a also, lot of that money too. Right, but you also saw – I mean,
3: it it was pretty clear to everyone last season the way that they handled their finances that they were going to make a big play this offseason, which
2: they did. Right. They cut back, and now they went crazy.
3: I mean, by the way, too, like, I mean, once you get to a certain level of this competitive balance tax, I mean, it's it's pretty punitive where all of a sudden you're getting – I mean, you're getting charged – you know, a dollar on the dollar being
2: spent. That's a lot of money we're talking about here. It is a lot of money. And, and you say, well, he can afford it. Yeah, nobody's denying that he can afford it or not. It's just not smart business. It's just not smart business. What you're trying
3: to do is make this thing where every single year we don't go through something like this. So every,
2: every single year we're, we're we're at,
3: you know, have a chance to win the division, have a chance to be a playoff team, not... Oh, hey, we're going to kind of take a gap here, figure this thing out, and hopefully, fingers crossed, if everything works out perfectly, we can be a wild card team.
2: Right. And then don't dumb it down also. He's a good player. He's not a bomb. I'm, nobody's saying he's a he's bomb. He's a great player. He's a very good player. He's a great player, but that doesn't mean you just give him a blank check. And sometimes there's tough decisions to make, and this is, uh, admittedly so, a very tough decision. Well, uh, how about this? Okay,
3: because I'm on – I understand both sides of this. I, I hate when you just kind of get one side when you're having a conversation like this. I like getting both sides of this. If push comes to shove – and he has a great season which i expect he'll have a great season i bet his average will be up he's still going to give you the power run production and everything else he
2: was hurt and, a lot last year too with that wrist
3: well yeah right he came back too soon cuz he wants to play right i think what else hurts him now is just the way that the we're trending in the end, in major league baseball more emphasis on athleticism i mean he doesn't run the base as well he's not a big time on base guy home runs run production all that stuff that's good stuff defensively he's not great but i would say this if push comes to shove and we get to the you know we get to free agency And there's a question as to whether or not, you know, the Cubs offer him however many years for however much money. And it's, you know, $20 million different than what the Mets were willing to offer. Then I would have a hard time with it. If the Mets weren't willing to say, okay, hey, you know, we'll give you, what do the Cubs give you 220? We'll give you the 220 or whatever it ends up being. If we're gonna give you two hundred, we'll give you the two twenty.
6: Right.
2: If it's over twenty million over eight years, I agree with you. But like we'll we make don't up know the difference, but we, we don't know.
1: Thanks for listening to the DPH Row and Rothenberg Podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.